This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i'm your host this week karen randazzo and with me at all- <laughs> with me as always is the leader of the howling commandos chris randazzo do as peggy says uh fraudulent navy cross winner evan goldstein miss union jack and badass russian assassin angie Fernot. i hate you all <laughs> Oh, welcome everybody. This is episode 209 for the week of June 12th, 2020. Tonight we'll be discussing Marvel's Agent Carter Season 1, Episode 5, The Iron Ceiling. But before we get to that, here's your weekly reminder. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what you're watching. Tell us what your children and or pets are watching. Tell us what we should not under any circumstances be watching. Tell us anything you want. We always want to hear from you, the listener. Hey, guys. And welcome, Angie. Thank you. Yeah, welcome back. That was a real quote, by the way. I was not just saying I hate you all. (laughs) It was on my list. It's (laughs) multi-purpose. And nobody used what I would have What was yours going to be? uh, Did anyone else feel a cold chill going up their knickers? (gasps) Oh, my God. My line, my other line was, I would if I wore knickers. (laughs) Sorry, my has got even Gandhi's got a sensitive spot. I said mm, maybe not. <laughs> I had four quotes. The third one was, "Why are there shackles on the beds?" <laughs> and the last one was, "In fairness, he did specify Yeti. There were so many." Good episode. Uh, you did. You, you. I think you chose well, Angie. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so too. How's everybody doing? Excited to be here. I was so thrilled that you chose this show. I'm gonna have to do a rewatch. It's been on my list for a long time, and I just finished doing a rewatch, which is obviously why I chose it. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, and that, it's. I don't know how how long ago was this on because as we watched it, I don't remember any of it. Mm. I believe that this was on in 2015. I looked it up a while ago, and uh, that date stuck in my head. But I'll double check. Damn. Uh, you would be correct. I'm already there. You're super fast. Thank you. I didn't mean to be. But I'm glad no, that it's I was. not a bad thing. I mean, I mean, sometimes it is for men. But... Hey, no, it's not. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what you like. I don't know. Anyhow. Anyway, television. It's on your schedule. <laughs> Name of your sex tape. <laughs> do you have shit to do? Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've only had like half a glass of wine right here, and <laughs> we're just rolling. We're off the that's rolling start. I love it. Uh, anybody watch any TV lately? 
I, you know, I, I, as I was sitting down trying to remember what I watched this week, it's I don't think I'm watching any new television. Well, it's like we're oh, running out. No, like there isn't a whole lot of Ooh. new coming queer out. Eye. Come on, tell me you watched some Queer Eye. Oh yeah, I definitely watched some I Queer Eye. I didn't okay. watch any Queer Eye. Chris, did you well, watch any Queer Eye? Uh, not intentionally. Oh. <laughs> okay. I think some of it was like on and when I was looking to see what was happening elsewhere in the house and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's all. That happened. Yeah, I watched some Queer Eye because last week I was very upset about the state of the world and I just couldn't take it anymore. And then I saw that Queer Eye existed and I binge watched two episodes and I felt better about everything in the world. Yep. Nice. They have that effect on people, and like they really do. I I have to say, watching that show, they really do inspire me. They're just so optimistic and upbeat. And I know, like, it's a TV show, but I feel like mm-hmm. they spread genuine joy into the lives of every person they interact with, and it just makes me so damn happy. I yep. I will agree with that. The only pro- is that guy, that one guy, still over the top. Yep. See, oh, yes. he is very I can't extra. Do it, and damn it, he is who he is. Everybody. Yeah, but I get like I understand that sometimes like I'm pretty tolerant of him, and sometimes he still annoys me. So like I, he's a lot, but like I think it would be different if he it was like a character. But like that's who he is. I follow him on social media. He's like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we would not be friends. <laughs> um, and you know, speaking of his social media, when his when the season dropped he posted something because it was right in the midst of all the protesting about black lives matter. And he was, he dropped a video on his Instagram that was basically like, look, um, there's a lot more serious shit going on right now than our stupid TV show. But, um, we hope that, you know, you will still check it out and it will give you the opportunity to like, you know, recover from the, you know, anger that's been, spread throughout the country and that you will also see a lot of great stories of black excellence and that was 100% what they did that's awesome good so that's that okay. made me happy i like the positivity and i like the new dog too yeah i miss what Bruley, happened, but what to the old dog he passed he died really mm-hmm. yeah that's he did shame. that's a shame that it's did you see pugs, the uh, right? the dog groomer episode, Angie? Oh yes, I'm actually. Was... I haven't finished it. I'm sorry. Don't judge me right now, Evan. <laughs> okay. So, so what you can't see is she is literally taking off her pants right now to get comfortable because it is far too hot in this office. <laughs> oh my god! But her head was still lashed to the table because of the headphones and the microphone. I'm dedicated that was to hysterical you. Hysterical for Evan. I'm dedicated, <laughs> listeners. I won't abandon you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway anywho. so yeah i'm Sorry, in the middle Andy's of taking her pants off i'll be in my bunk <laughs> <laughs> well that's what she's like i mean she's got shorts on underneath like i don't i'm barely wearing a t-shirt right I'm now it's so, so hot, hot in this office i mean i don't judge i was playing uh i was playing animal crossing with ellie earlier she was in her just her undies and i had a bicycle shorts and a sports bra on <laughs> yes <laughs> that is how we do oh. it is hot I don't yeah, get, I, I just, have the air on. I don't get I know, it. No, I just it so hot because here? we're in an office full of electronics. Let's move on. Um, 
Yeah, but and he was going to say something. Inter- oh no, it's fine. It was just dog the grooming. the episode. Yeah, the episode with the dog groomer. I am in the midst of watching it, so I basically give myself about fifteen to twenty minutes of television a day. On a good day, I give myself maybe an hour, so I don't get to watch like the full episodes in one sitting right now because I've just had a lot of work. Um, but it's my I admire fault. your work ethic. <laughs> Thank you. It well, the reason this is happening now is probably because of my really just unabashed procrastination and it's really my own fault i I can't even pretend shit happens man yeah it does i've seen it it was a pandemic okay it was it was a rough time hashtag pandemic life (laughs) pandemic pandemic yeah gotta get rid of them so upset right now i will say the other thing that we watched that um let's see i finished the unbrella academy and all I can say is it, it it lives up exactly to my memory. It is nice. fucking phenomenal. And I cannot wait. And I'm so glad that it's only a month away. Yeah. Um, but still, I'm fucking mad that Netflix didn't drop it two months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the other thing that we watched was, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the comic Hannah Gadsby. Mm-mm. She had a special a couple of years ago called Nanette. <laughs> And uh, it was it was sort of a groundbreaking kind of thing. She is an Australian comic. She's gay. She's autistic. And uh, this co- this special that she she's like well known in her country, but not anywhere else. And then she did this special for Netflix, uh, where like kind of halfway through, uh, halfway through the special, she changed gears and she told this like uh, long involved, like intimate story of. Something that happened traumatic that happened to her in her life. I don't want to, you know, ruin it because you should go watch it and it's great. But it was like not comedy fully. It was like just part comedy, part storytelling, part like I don't know therapy. Um, and it was amazing, and she was a huge hit. So this uh, special that just came out called Douglas is her follow up. Um, and one of the things that she said in her first special was that she was thinking about retiring from comedy. So it was kind of a surprise that she. Uh, <laughs> Add a second one. Um, it's great. It's amazing. She um, starts out by like, she's like, uh, if you watched my first special, um, I don't know why you're here because I don't know what you're expecting. Like, if you're expecting more of that, I'm fresh out of trauma. <laughs> uh, so she said, instead of like trying to live up to your expectations, I'm going to set your expectations. And she spent like 10 minutes like summing up the rest of her act like this is what i'm gonna do and then i'm gonna say this and then i have a bit about this and da, 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 da. it was it was pretty funny and then she goes into where act in which she executes that the expectations she just set up and it leads to this wrap-up rant that like calls back every single thing that she talked about over the last hour and is fucking hysterical it's uh got a lot of like smashing the patriarchy stuff anti-vax stuff um (laughs) stuff about her being diagnosed with autism as an adult um and then like a just bunch of random shit like where's waldo and teenage mutant ninja turtles and uh golf and (laughs) just all this hilarious stuff and oh and a bunch of art history there's a slideshow with with some art and (laughs) some commentary um just uh, absolutely fucking tour de force hilarious you have to watch Hannah Gadsby's Douglas. You will just, you'll die. I watched it twice. Was, I watched it two nights in a row. Because <laughs> yeah, I was, the, um, <laughs> I came in like towards the end of it and 
it i was just cracking up it was it was absolutely hysterical and uh and I was so mad because I'm like, this is all callbacks to like the last hour and you weren't here. So now you have to watch it. <laughs> and now I have to watch it again and you have to watch it with me. Oh, damn. Sounds like a loss. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's a, that's a, I don't watch a lot of comedians. So it's fun when people recommend them. And it sounds like something I will actually enjoy. Yeah. I would recommend watching Nanette first and then Douglas. Are they both because Netflix? Then yes. Okay. And then you will get where she's coming from. Okay. Sweet, thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Um, I am back on Outlander. I nice. Will not, I Did will you not ever apologize. really leave Outlander? No, never. Oh my god, I can't. You won the small toss, Outlander, but you won't win the race, so it makes little difference. <laughs> That's right. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh Yikes. my god, you somehow brought a Scottish historic fake drama time traveling show. To Star Wars. You can bring anything to Star Wars. Oh. Are you new here? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's my actually. Super <laughs> it's my superpower. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was that was uh speaking of wow and whoa. We watch <laughs> Evan brings me the best treasures on the internet. So before we get to that treasure, the treasure that is Bill and Ted's uh, faces oh, the music the... trailer. Yes, it looks adorable. We've watched I'm that. So happy. But because it it's a a YouTube app on the television, so of course that YouTube tra- you know video leads to another YouTube video of it was at least a hundred and fifty times Keanu Reeves had woed in chronological movie order from the very nice. beginning of his career. I think that. I think the advertisements kicked in at the very end. It didn't. didn't it was supposed it, to go to 2016. Right. And it didn't go to like uh, John Wick. But every movie he has wooed or wooed or in some way, shape or in Whoa. everything. Were there any like, clips from his the Shakespeare movie that he did? I did I, I'm sure it, there was. What's the name of that movie? <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Because uh, there was... were a lot of clips. One, one, what was that? And he had a small part like towards the end. Yeah, I want to say it was, that. what do you call it, um, maybe Twelfth Night. I, that's mm. exactly what I was thinking. Like It might be Twelfth Night. It was funny. There was one movie where he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And th- there's a <laughs> counter in the top right-hand corner, and it went from like 80 to 97. <laughs> like, what do I do, 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 do? And he did it twice in that movie, that's too. That's my favorite part. It was adorable. Part. Like in the same scene. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> but we watched that on the television. <laughs> It counts. It and I walked in on him the other day watching animal videos. There's nothing wrong with Aww. that. Like, it was just, it was like, I don't even know. It was probably an hour long video. And it was just all of these different clips of animals being cute, adorable, funny, or silly. And it like, he was so giddy. It was so cute to just like walk in on this and see him sitting there like I'm not giggling. apologizing. You shouldn't. It was great. It was, it definitely made my heart happy. <laughs> It was much ado about nothing. <laughs> it was yes. pro- probably. I'm not, I'm I'm pretty sure he did at least whoa once because it wasn't just the whoa. It was whoa, like that counts. That's a whoa. Yeah, but that I think I saw that title on the screen. That like that's why I said yes because I think, or unless I'm just remembering the title of that. And I don't know. So it's cool, man. Outlander, how far along? 
Um, are you watching it on I Netflix? Think, or are you no. watching? Are you watching on? I watch it on Plex, and I think I'm on the third or fourth episode now. Okay. Um, again, I move at a snail's pace through these shows, and it's hard because the last time I was watching any of them, I was binging. I'd watch like two or three in a row, and then I would just sit back and be like, "Oh my god, I gotta take a second. <laughs> um, and now I'm I'm just watching it in small bits and pieces. And I will say, for me, the intensity of the show, it has definitely gone down. And I think they had to do that because there was a pivotal moment in one of the earlier seasons where they went darker than I've ever seen a TV show go. And I think it probably hurt their viewership. But I really appreciated the storytelling. And I, for the show, understood why it did what it did. Um but it was hard to watch. I mean, I had my finger like hovering on the fast forward button the whole time. And I was like, no, like I'm going to watch this. They took the time I to did film that this with sons of anarchy. There were like <laughs> scenes where I would fast forward to see if somebody died. Like, all right, I need to, I need to be prepared for whatever this, this scene is going to be. Like, is she going to kill somebody? And of course, I'm th- I, for some reason, my mind just always goes to Gemma because she was the fucking worst. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, funny. But, my aunt's Facebook name is Frances Gemma because she loves <laughs> that character so much. <laughs> oh, she's an amazing character. And Katie Seagull was a, just just astonishingly good in that role. But Gemma was the fucking worst. <laughs> like she was the god. She was the fucking villain of that show. She was Gertrude. So. Oh my god! But there were so many scenes towards the end of that. It was just like, okay, there's two people alone. There's knives nearby. Somebody's <laughs> gonna die. I need to be mentally prepared to watch the scene. So I'd fast forward and see, like, okay, there's death. Now I start over and find the context. I'm <laughs> prepared now. At least you go back. Now, are you having the with Outlander? Is it this? Is it a violence? Um, thing? So the particular scene that I'm referring to was actually. Uh, Oh, it I, was torture and it was um, rape. Okay, and it I, was I remember on, that show yeah. dabbling in that earlier on. And it was like, there are scenes where like a woman gets raped on the show, like more than one, but they're brief and they're like not always well lit. And it's kind of like, a, oh my God, this happened. And then the character kind of has a reaction and, you know, it's however they handle it. This was, oh, I think it was almost two episodes. It was like basically an episode and a half of capture torture and then like torture via like m- just mind fucking and rape and it was this guy doing it to a guy and you see how sick and twisted the the man is who's in control in the situation and because it's so drawn out it's kind of traumatic to watch it um and and just the damage that is is being done to this man's psyche and to his body, especially if you're a person who's ever experienced any sort of sexual assault, I feel like it's got to be doubly or triply traumatic to see what this man goes through. Because the way that they filmed it to me, it it, it wasn't even about you know gender or sex. It was about like just this man destroying somebody else and completely taking away all of his power. And it was incredible. I mean, it it was devastating to watch. But I felt like I'd never seen a TV show do that before. And I, I just, I don't know why, but I felt like it was important for them to tell that story. So that somewhere it was represented and there was there was someone out there who was saying, I'm going to create content that says I hear you. Um, and 
like to see how he recovers from everything and all of the things that happen, like the, the after effects. Um, it's just incredible. But since that scene, even the resolution of the conflict between those two characters was not as powerful. Like it seemed as though it kind of hit the peak of its intensity around the time that that was filmed. And that slowly goes away over time. And now in the current season, it just seems as though the show has sort of gone on a slight decline in writing quality. Um, but it's still something that I really love the characters and I, I enjoy following their journey. So I'm just going to see it through to the end. But yeah, like warning, if you guys ever decide to watch the Outlander show, if you like historical dramas, um, you may be inclined to watch this because yes, it's complete fiction, but the it, it's so well done. It's beautifully done. The costuming, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it's on par with Game of Thrones in, um, in its production value. So it's just amazing. But I, I feel that uh, that was a really, that was, that was definitely a turning point in the show. Um, and now it's, they're in America. They're not even, it's not even the Scottish Highlands anymore. Times are changing and they're in, they're actually in North Carolina, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot happening there, but it deals with kind of like frontier life and it's neat because you'll see them doing things like butchering the animals and candle making and, it's it's really cool to watch somebody who's from uh, the main character in the show was originally from the 1940s, just after the Second World War, and she um, she gets thrown back into the 1700s, and no oh, no yeah uh, yeah 1700s, and then uh, she ends up back in the future for a little while, and after a certain amount of time, goes back to the past, and it's really really cool to see like how she copes going back and forth um and i think that's kind of my favorite aspect of it because it's like time travel in a whole new way so i just love it <sighs> gotta watch <laughs> and the that's romance cool. the romance is great there is i not... have oh sorry go ahead go ahead no you go ahead um there is not as much this was evan's biggest complaint he felt like <laughs> Every time he walked in the room, there was a sex scene. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like I felt that way. It's exactly the what it was. Well, Every time I walked into the room, <laughs> someone was either getting naked or getting dressed or in the middle of coitus. It was the way the show was. Uh, that has that has definitely gone away. Like it's really uh, this season. I, I think I can count on one hand the number of times they've even like suggested sex and I feel like there used to be sex like every episode maybe twice an episode well I'm no longer interested (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm out (laughs) yeah it was there was there was a decent amount of it and like I might be exaggerating a bit but it it definitely even for me at times I was kind of like uh cool okay I'm gonna close the blinds (laughs) But I have, great. watching a Scottish porn. <laughs> I have heard uh I've heard many, you know, recommendations of this show and appreciate the the warnings that come with it and you know, maybe I will get around to it one of these days. It's actually, you know what, from what I've seen of it, it's very well acted. The story like there's a lot. It's a it's a dense story and I haven't like 
every once in a while I'll pop in and I'll see I granted there's a there's, there was some gratuitous scenes but like the story in itself it made it worth it so I do really enjoy the story and I think that you would too and I think the acting stands behind like what Evan says where it's it's very well acted it is but yeah moving on from my crazy Scottish obsession <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. Oh, Chris, I, I have not been getting up early with the kids like you have. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, well, John requested the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse this morning, so I left to go do some work. That was fun. <laughs> Came back just in time to do the goofy dance. Um, <laughs> it's they, really cute, you guys. <laughs> they have been enjoying, uh, still enjoying those Mickey Mouse cartoons, the... Uh, uh, I don't know what to call them. The the Looney Tunes style ones, the the classic style ones. Um, <laughs> I've been quoting this one, uh, Bad Ear Day, where uh, um, Mickey's like, I think he's gonna go out on a date with Minnie, and uh, <laughs> I get it now. To, like, <laughs> Took me a sec. So he's he goes to like you know clean himself up, and then his ears start like going bonkers and like running away from him from trying to clean himself up, and then he loses his ears. And, like, when they go away, like, the sound turns off in the episode. Like, he doesn't have any ears. Wow. And he runs up to Goofy in the road. Like, Goofy's just, like, in the street. And he's, like, talking to him about, like, he does Like, Goofy starts talking to him. And Mickey just goes, what? What? Because he can't hear him. And then he rips Goofy's ears off and puts them on his ears so he can talk to him. And he explains what's going on to Goofy. And Goofy goes... What? <laughs> and then, like, it gets more. It, every it keeps flashing uh, every time this. I guess a couple scenes go by, and then it goes like Goofy's there or whatever, and he just gets more exasperated. What? <laughs> and, like screaming what because he can't hear anything. <laughs> it's pretty funny, and so they've been doing that a lot, <laughs> which is entertaining. Uh, just just yelling. Unless what? you don't know what's going on, and then it's kind of not entertaining. Yeah. Then then, then you're like, oh god, what's what what's happening? <laughs> oh, I get it now. Now. I get it. What? So yeah, that's that's been fun. We're we're making pr- lots of progress in Avatar. Uh, we did the season finale today. Nice. How many? Of, wait, of, how many episodes? Because we're at fifteen. We watched episode fifteen. Today. Yeah, we're getting near uh, the end. Twenty-one. Of... Yeah, is uh, the end of season one. That's where we uh, f- we finished off season one today. Uh, and I, I have. I, I liken book one of Avatar to, like, Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter. Like, you know that there's, like, the real good stuff there, and you can appreciate it, but it's still, you know, it's got a lot of the really childish stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And it's also... Like, the whole thing with Princess Yue at the end is, like, so incredibly rushed. Mm. Like, with, uh, with, with Sokka and, and her, and, like, I get it, it's a cool part of the story and I love getting to see uh, um, Iroh stand up to uh, uh, Admiral Zhao and whatnot. It's it's all very cool uh, but the whole love thing with um, Sokka and Yue it just, it's so rushed because uh, like, he just meets her and then it's like this really sappy uh, she falls in love with him in like 15 seconds and uh, I do like that her fiance turns out to just be this complete jackass and uh <laughs> 
like his whole his whole big plan to take on Admiral Zhao culminates in effectively something that happens in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like he just runs at him and he just throws him right off the side, and that's the last you see of that character. Like that's the whole thing, and has a pretty pretty well put together bit there. And um, we just uh, we today we watched the Blue Spirit episode. I remember you talking about it mm-hmm. last when yep. when John was watching it, and like. The amount of emotion in that last, I don't know, minute and a half of that episode where he's just sitting there in the woods talking. Yeah. Like, that's not this. You don't get that from a kid's cartoon, but you're getting I mean, it here, which you is You do. You get it with the good ones. And yeah. I, it's, it's still, like I said, it's hard to piece out. It's hard to parse out exactly what John's getting from this, other than he thinks the bending is cool. I know he is at the very least following this story but it's um uh, it, it's hard to say how much of the emotional stuff is resonating with him if any of it but he's at least getting it you know and i'm i'm excited to see what he thinks of of more of it you know now that we've gotten past uh season 1 over at the up at the uh the northern water tribe and ang turned into the big uh water spirit thing like now that that's behind us, and we can get to, we're gonna get to the whole uh, earthbending stuff. We're gonna get to Toph, and uh, we're gonna get to uh, they because they introduce Azula in the very last screen uh, of of season one, mm. where the Fire Lord is just like, "I have a mission for you," and Azula looks up and like he mentioned Azula. It's so funny, like knowing how important and nuts Azula is, and then um. Wait, going back and rewatching season one, and like when they do the flashback to the Agnikai, yep, and that's she's sitting there, she's, sitting she's there. just standing right there cheering her dad on. Like, man, they had this character figured out before season one. Like, that was early. They yep. had her mm-hmm. design everything is just completely spot on. And then when Zuko talks about how she's a prodigy, and I was telling John afterwards, I'm like, dude, you don't, you don't know. He's gonna freak out when he sees her blue fire yeah. because he's, he's so into that kind of stuff. And he saw something, he was asking why the, the stove fire was blue. And I was explaining that that's hotter than red fire. He's going to lose his freaking mind. <laughs> and when he sees Azula shooting lightning and stuff, Oh God, he's going to love it. He's going to love it. I like he's being... still really into the bending and stuff and seeing proper water benders like mm. really doing their thing. He thought that was pretty darn cool because it is. I like being a couple of episodes behind you and John because like you like you made comments and then I get to see them like when um the first time the lightning is bent redirected and like you see mm-hmm. just like I wouldn't even noticed that because I've seen it already. It's not something like that would spark an interest to me, it, it, but you see, like he's like covered in soot because you know maybe he didn't do it right. I don't know, but that was yeah, funny. It's and like it was a cool. little, <laughs> a cute little visual gag, and then you realize later, like that's a thing, and it's kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah. and also I have to agree with Evan. Like hearing you talk about it, especially because I've always wanted to know what it would be like to show this show to a kid. And how it would impact them. Do you think this will be something that they'll, that you'll want to watch with him again, or that he'll want to watch again in the future? I think it's something he's going to want to watch again in the future, because uh, because it is, it isn't 
a kid's show, it's young adult. Mm -hmm. And that's why one of the things I I liken it to Harry Potter, it's that kind of a flavor. Like, it is, it's not gritty grown-up stuff. It is, it never stops being somewhat silly, and it never gets to the point where it takes itself so seriously that it's, it's it's almost a parody of itself, you know. It it never it never gets to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very young adult. It's got lots of melodrama and stuff in it, and uh, some of the themes and the 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 storytelling beats are are pretty grown up for him. So, but he's he likes this world. He's interesting in all the the bending stuff and whatnot. Like he was telling my dad about it a few weeks ago, just because. <laughs> He was he was just explaining. Well, my dad had no idea what he was talking about, and I was like, "He's talking about Avatar, and you'd like it." But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Uh, but yeah, it's he, he gets the mythology of like the Avatar and the Airbenders of the Fire Nation. Oh my God, the intro! We can never skip the intro. <laughs> Not only because we're watching it on Plex, but because um, every time the the when the Fire Nation attacks and the army does the mm-hmm. firebending towards the screen, Ellie always jumps off the couch and imitates the firebenders <laughs> because she freaking loves the villains. <laughs> But also, they both crack up every single time Aang uh, bumps into the rock. Aww. You know, he gets on on the ball, and he has yep. a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. Ugh! And they both always do the uh sound effect and laugh. Aww. Every time. It's like when we watch Netflix, we always do boom. Yeah, from right? Dragon because Prince that's with, the best, with Bait. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love Bait. I hope Dragon Prince comes back. I hope everything is okay with that show. Because apparently one of the dudes involved is kind of a, a kind of a nozzle, but uh-uh. anywho, what else? Outside of that, I don't think I've been watching much else. Right? Uh, we watched that comedy special, which I I really enjoyed. We watched, been watching some Avatar, and um... we had a lot. We la- we had a lot of going on in the evening last week. So yeah, there was a. We it really was, need to get back to Killing Eve. We do. Your mother's on my case about it. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. And obviously we watched some, some Asian Carter and that was that was fun. Um, still watching Shit's Creek and it's getting a little bit better. I feel like there's just something off with the writing on this season. And What season are you it's in? N- five. Five, yeah. And it was right at the season five premiere. As soon as, like, seasons one through four were all consistent with each other and then something i feel like something fundamentally changed about the show when season five happened and it's not bad it's not anywhere near like the decline of the office or anything like that but there's just something off about it and i can't really put my finger on it but i'm still very much enjoying watching it and you know i catch up on last week tonight when uh Whenever I I can, I like that they put snippets or most of episodes of that show on YouTube mm. that I can yeah. just kind of take back piece by piece, like while I'm doing dishes and whatnot. I I usually when I'm doing dishes, I'm or or making breakfast in the morning. I'm watch I'm watching John Oliver or uh, I'm watching uh, Jim Sterling's Jimquisition stuff on YouTube, and uh, that's that's just you know, bitching about all the awful things that happen in the video game industry, so that's that's kind of fun. <laughs> but outside of that, I don't think I... I can't think of anything else that I've been watching. I've been playing a bunch of games and doing a lot of stuff, but that's that's it for TV and me. Nice. 
We oh, have it's... we have still pushed our way through a couple of episodes of um, Castle. We're into season seven where they're doing everything in their power to keep Castle away from Kate for some reason. I forgot about that. They were supposed to get married at the end of six and... Then somebody got shot, and no, didn't was, he lose his memory? Yeah, or did, that was did it. we? There was the whole memory loss. That's what we're getting. <laughs> That's into. where they lost us. Yeah, and we were like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's like we just we just stopped watching it. Like they thought he like did something awful or something, right? Like, like he, maybe they faked, he was a, that he faked his own death, kind of thing. So far, yeah, some kind of wackiness like that, and we'll see. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I keep getting home late, and 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 is is off to bed, and and we we watch Castle together, and I have to you know sit down and decompress for a few minutes. So unfortunately, the only thing I keep finding myself put back on is that show, The Neighborhood, which if I didn't like Schmidt as much as I do from uh-huh. a New Girl, you don't you don't have to explain. It's... You say Schmidt, we know who that is. Right? <laughs> is, but... Has there ever been another Schmidt on TV? Ex- like, but. That's he Schmidt. Sh- he he should owns not that be, name. He yep. should not be on this show. It's it's so bad. It's so bad, but I can like I've already made it. Through. I've seen trailers for it and it looks so bad. It's bad. I've, <laughs> but it'll... it's one of those things that, that that's heartbreaking. You know, when you see like, oh, there's this actor or actress that I genuinely enjoyed, and then you see their next project and you're just like, oh, oh two broke girls, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the disdain. I mean, Kat Dennings, thumbs up, but no. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. He has got a thing about Kat Dennings, you guys. I do? I don't, I don't know. Just, you like her. I do. I think she's great. She's likable. I think likeable. she's hilarious. She's, she's very likable. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she, that was the first one that came like to that mind. Much. Of like, oh, hey, I, I saw her in, what, Nick and Nora and Thor, and like, I think she's pretty great. And then two broke girls. I'm like, Really? This is what you're doing? Uh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Have fun. This is, exactly. This, this is your play? As <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. And ghost, whatever. Ghost. Ghost. Second name. Nation, hunters. Ghost thingies. Yeah. That's no. most accurate. It's not, if it's not ghost facers, I don't want it. Ghost Facers. It is in my heart, though. <laughs> what? I, 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 we were watching another show, and that kid from Ghost Facers, and I was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> and she turns to me. What are the Ghost, Ghost Facers? Facers. I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that happened to me with um. What the hell were we watching? TV. Oh, we did watch the season premiere of Agent Shield. Agents oh, of that's Shield. right, we did. Oh, I am so far behind on that show. <laughs> Oh man, that was great! I knew there was something I was forgetting. That was such a good time. It really was. Yeah. Oh, Shield is such a good show, and these last couple seasons have been so bonkers, but in a really good way. Like they were in space, and now there's time travel involved, and it's just like we've we've lost all semblance of uh, making anything really make a whole lot of sense, and that's totally fine because man. <laughs> It's just, it's good comic booky fun, and now they're, oh god, it's just fun. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they're back in the 1930s, and uh, it's a lot of fun, and the one of the, the one character that they introduced in this previous time period, I'm like, is that, like, I didn't recognize him, and I had, it was somebody that was on that Never Have I Ever show that I mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. 
Um, and I had him mixed up with another, like, kind of young adult romantic comedy heartthrob boy. <laughs> like, Damn. <laughs> I have reached that age where they're interchangeable. It's like, that's that cute 20-something boy that, like, all the girls are, <laughs> are think is cute now. <laughs> and, like, he's a, he's, it's, I've, I've gone from, like, I think he's attractive to, like, oh, he's cute. Oh, God, yeah, we've, we've reached that time. <laughs> Aww. He's just precious. Bless his heart. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like, certainly all the girls are swooning over him, and I'm just like, nope, that's too young. <laughs> Which is, I think, good for me. Yeah. That's, yes. You it's a to- good <laughs> sign when you don't want them too <laughs> it's, young, it's, yes. It's, it's healthy. My, you know, both, both of my celebrity crushes are about my age, so I'm okay with that. There you go. Uh, so we have some news, um, mostly good news, actually, in my opinion. Uh, we've got Netflix is in a trademark battle with the United States government <laughs> over Space Force, just, <laughs> and Netflix just is winning. Delicious. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. I want to eat a bowl of that for dinner. That is fantastic. It's just, I uh, mean, I just hope that like in two years that the only thing that remains of Space Force is this show, which I still haven't seen. But uh, like but, I said, now that this happens, it makes you want to watch it though, right? <laughs> For sure. Just because. Somebody at Netflix's marketing department is a fucking genius. (laughs) Trademarking the shit out of that. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Some people may not consider this good news, but uh, Hartley Sawyer, who played Ralph Dibney Dibney on The Flash, has been fired because of uh, racist and misogynistic tweets that were uncovered in the last week from about 2018, I think. Uh, I think that's good news because fuck them and take out the trash. I have a question about that, though, because I actually looked and it says that among tweets users surfaced in the past two weeks, there's one from 2012, 2014. So they're older. And Evan and I had a back and forth about this talking about it because I am curious to know what your guys' thoughts are about is he really trash? Like, and hear me out before you jump down my throat. <laughs> um, it Like, I don't have context. I, I'm going to be honest. So listeners, if you have opinions, keep in mind that I am ill-informed on this and I have only looked at one article. Um, I have not gone back to look for context. I have not gone back to see what kind of guy he is perceived to be outside of this event. So is this something where he's being fired because... He's said damning things before or been controversial in the past, or is this literally a we drudged this up from your past, fuck you, you're fired kind of situation? I don't know. Um, I, uh, it reminded me a bit of the James Gunn situation, right? Or the, yes, yeah, James Gunn. Sorry, and there's a lot of guns out there, and I just want to make sure uh... I'm talking about the right one. James Gunn, the director of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they dug up all the, his nasty stuff and Disney fired him. And I was like, well, that's not okay because, yeah, he said these things, but he didn't just apologize for them. He made a movie, a series about getting over being something, somebody like that, right? It's about find, about improving yourself. That was the whole thing with Guardians of the Galaxy is there's a bunch of like, 
trash people out there doing trash things, and then they come together and find something better to fight for and be better. Like, that's the whole thing. It's about self-improvement. And he did that, too, personally. And I thought that, I mean, as, as long as he isn't that person anymore, like, he did that stuff comedically for shock value, and he thought it was funny back then, and it's not, and he regretted it, and that situation resolved itself, I think, the way that it should have, with Disney effect eventually taking him back and getting the point. I don't know what the deal is with this guy. His apology sounded an awful lot like that. Like, uh, you know, I said this stuff to be funny back then, and it it's it's clearly not, and, you know, he apologizes. I don't know if he's actually a trash person, because I don't think much... I've never given this guy a second thought. I didn't think he was amazing on the show or anything. We kind of stopped watching Flash, so it's like, I don't know, is is this guy trash? Who who knows? But if he if he's trying to like, you know, half-assed apologize out of this um just because it's, you know, in an effort to save his career and he does actually still think that stuff's funny and is a, a trash person, then sure. Bye. But uh I don't know, I see the CW is like pretty goddamn inclusive, right? Like the CW is does doesn't seem like the right place to have somebody who's who who is even vaguely racist on it, like with all their shows and stuff, seem pretty progressive. So I don't know. I d I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that this guy's well known enough. Uh, prior to this for anybody to say like oh yeah people think he's a really good guy this is really surprising or like oh yeah people think he's a piece of shit and i'm not shocked at all like this is this is kind of a nothing quantity like a lot of people would not even know who he was let alone what kind of person he is but just having read like what he did joke about even if he's grown and he's a better person as he is claiming by his apology like i just don't want to be associated with somebody who made those kind of jokes in the first place i didn't even read the jokes. having read the jokes it's just not okay so this is yeah this is why i brought it up because i have a fairly dark sense of humor and i have associated with people who also have dark senses of humor and so one of the things i read uh that he had said i was like okay that's really not funny to me um But the reason I ask about this is because, you know, being that I'm newer to the podcast, I have not been through the number of articles that you guys have by by far. Um, So for me reading this, you know, I looked at it and and when Evan and I discussed it, one of the things he said was this guy's career is probably over. And I just I couldn't help wondering, like, should his career be over or will this be something that, you know, like gun where it it comes it, it comes back around, he has redemption, he has the ability to change and grow, because I think one of the the things we struggle with as a society with the internet is y- your past will always haunt you. And even if that's something that was said in poor taste and should not have been said in a place like Twitter, because that's always my thing, like, why do you put stuff on Twitter, people? Why? Um but I'm not a Twitter fan. I'm not a user. I don't care about Twitter as much as anybody else I know. So like, it's a very different experience for me when I see something like that. And I just, I had to pose the question. Um, I think it depends entirely on him. 
Yeah. It is a situational thing. I mean, we've seen cases where, you know, people, largely men, have said terrible things and then redeemed themselves, like, genuinely. And we've seen other cases where they've been terrible and continue to be terrible and fuck them. Um, but I feel like for me, the deciding factor would be like, okay, these things that are, you know, these, these tweets that people have been digging up for him are old. Has he done anything recently before he was exposed, before this information was exposed to have shown us that he is a better person? Mm Mm-hmm. That would make me believe that, like, oh, you know, he was young and he was stupid. But this, to me, smacks of young, white, straight, male privilege just being like, I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm great. And no, you can't. You can't. You can't be trash. New rule. Don't be trash. Okay. That was that was my question. Well... I'm glad. Well, I don't. I don't want to say. I'm glad he's gone, but I was good. surprised to hear he was still around. He's <laughs> elongated. Listen, if man. what's if what's her name is still on the show, Iris. Yeah, but it's I, if Iris, Iris West. Is still, stop, stop. I'm talking it. like the character. It, like I understand why that character is still on the show because she's Iris West. It was, the show's built around it. Excuse me. Pretty... She's Iris West Allen. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this is friggin' elongated, man. I'm surprised he wasn't, like, you know, showed up for a couple episodes and that was the end of it. I thought that's what it was gonna be, and now he's still, like, on the team and doing stuff? Like, okay. <laughs> what did I miss? Did, like, Cisco's not on the show anymore, right? Did, did that happen? Yeah, Cisco's what? gone. Yeah, that's a, oh, no. that's that's a bummer. Took he was away... my favorite. Yeah, that's, like, 90% of the reason I like that show. Right? Cisco's the best. Wow. All right, well, let's move on to better things. We have some some filming updates. Doctor Who's holiday special filming I did complete. I am shocked that you did not put that up. That I... I didn't see it. It never came across my feet. There's something wrong with your feet, Karen. There's something you okay, have to research. I can't imagine what else <laughs> might have been going on in my feet in the past week that, <laughs> that might have blocked out Doctor Who news. <laughs> But yes, they finished filming the holiday special before everything shut down for coronavirus. So at the very least, the end of this goddamn <laughs> godforsaken year, we will get a Doctor Who holiday special if we make it that long. Yay! Uh, so that is good. And also, uh, with things opening up and uh, production resuming in LA, that is also true in Canada. So Supernatural season fifteen will begin resume filming soon, well, and they well, will finally to its finish. End. <laughs> yes, they will finally finish. Um, I believe they are have or are we discussed this recently? I think already did or will soon be putting the first whatever chunk of the season fifteen is already on Netflix. Really? Ooh. Yeah. If it isn't up now, it it will be soon. Because like, like they had up to like what was it eighteen episodes? Yeah, sort yeah. Sort of done, if not all done. And yeah, so they had aired left. thirteen, and you know, I mean, for people who are you know traditional watchers, of course they kept up with the season as it aired. For people who wait until the whole thing is on Netflix. 
that has got to be an interminable wait. Mm -hmm. So I think to keep up interest in the show, they were sort of had their hand forced and had to put it up on Netflix. And good for them. Like, I want access to that season as much as possible. Uh, Yes. Also, can I just, for one second, I need a moment to laugh at the fact that Jared Padalecki is going to be Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah. We we (laughs) talked about that a couple months ago. I know, but I never got to talk to anyone else about it. And oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, good for him. It's kind of adorable. I'm gonna watch it because so it's will Jared. Will Chuck Norris make an appearance? Is Chuck Norris still alive? Yeah, yeah. right. He's Chuck still Nor- alive. You Actually, know. I recently read that he died of coronavirus and then came back, <laughs> yeah. and now coronavirus is afraid of Chuck Norris. Oh my god, that was the best thing. Is Chuck Norris, Norris like a raging Republican or something like that? I, don't I think know. you might be right about that. It's still Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's uh, th- this ties into uh, one of the other have, articles. Okay, actually. he had to let's, have a flaw. Everybody has real. a flaw. Ha- do you guys like anything Chuck Norris has been in? Every meme and/or statement that has ever been made about <laughs> Chuck Norris, yes. Yeah, the one thing that he's been in that I will never stop loving is ChuckNorrisFacts.net. I believe it is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So he's that is that is all about him. And what was, I there was a there was a karate movie sorry. with a kid. That he gives him the thumbs up, the Chuck Norris sidekick. Sidekick, yes. that I love that. <laughs> just, just wondering, because I've never enjoyed Commander? Chuck no, Norris in anything, so I never really got the joke of like Chuck Norris is this invincible killing machine. Like, Wait, all right, I get it. What? I think that kind of is the joke: is that no one really takes him seriously, and da, 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 he takes him down. seriously, and, the, and that destiny. is enough. Yeah, oh, well, that's yes. so good. Yes. The ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny is also awesome, but I mean, <laughs> Chuck Norris still didn't have anything on uh, Mr. Rogers. So. Well, nobody has something on Mr. Rogers. He stays so under the radar. A champion stood, the rest saw their better. <laughs> Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater. <laughs> it's one of the best songs ever written. Yes, it is. Because I still it knew. show that to young people today. <laughs> yep. Oh, the youth. It's timeless, too. Like, youth. all that stuff, with the exception of Aaron Carter, is freaking timeless. <laughs> like, Aaron Carter came out of the blue, like, that's a, He sure did come out of the blue. That's a, that's a bad reference there, guys. But, like, you know, anything else, even weird Pee Wee Herman stuff, like Jobby the Genie, like, <laughs> it still has some sort of cultural relevance today, even from a nostalgic perspective. It's so good. Uh. Oh for, for that video, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. <laughs> yes. If you don't, if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, you're about to, uh, and, and you, you can just send any thanks and, uh, you know, in verbal or monetary to. Like I'm, I'm webcast like, I'm, I'm ready to do it, but I don't want to, you know, spoil it for everybody. You know. No, don't. I mean, I, we all know you can. You don't need to prove that you can do the whole thing. <laughs> Every single Power Ranger. Angie, do you want to talk to us about YouTube? Hey, you know what? You know what, Chris? I, I have an invitation. You can sing that at the wedding, okay? Oh Yes! Oh, oh my, yes. I will oh, bring shit. my guitar and I will play it myself. You have to do it like an acoustic, like romantic ballad excited. version. Yes. You got it. Sold. <laughs> Done. There you go. And that's who, how you move who need, on. Who needs a band or a DJ? Look, the wedding's back on, got... honey. Chris saved the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> saved the wedding. 
Um, all right. So YouTube news. I just thought this was really interesting. I didn't realize that YouTube is still such a baby. It's only 15 years old. Um, but this article that I found in Forbes was just fascinating to me because, it, you know, even in, in this episode of TWEP, we've talked about watching animal videos, uh, you know, The Daily Show, uh, Last Week Tonight. And then, you know, Chris saying, like, you get your, your news and whatnot from YouTube or Evan and I find our entertainment or our really amazing Keanu Reeves videos, whatever it may be, <laughs> our consumption of media is moving a lot into the direction of YouTube. And so I just thought it was really cool to read about the way that it is changing how we perceive television. Um, the biggest issue that a lot of people have had uh, when it comes to production and, and, and creation of uh, television content, especially those who still are companies like CBS or ABC or NBC, where they or Fox even, where they make television shows that are supposed to air actually on cable television, their viewership has, as you guys I'm sure know, drastically decreased and the world of streaming is taking over and YouTube is a part of that now. So one of the things that they talked about was just the, the way that perception has changed and uh, how advertising has also had to survive adapt and change in relation to that um but i just thought it like it was worth noticing because i think that youtube is not going anywhere especially now that they're making their own content and i wanted to know like do you guys actively watch any shows that are just youtube related well, we Define watch... shows. Well, that's... I mean, Cobra Kai. Okay. That's yeah, I forgot Cobra about Kai that. Is YouTube, yeah. is YouTube red. Yep. Um, yeah, I guess I... yeah, I mean, it defines shows. I mean, like, we watch... I have... I've subscribed to a buttload of YouTube channels. I watch a ton of stuff on YouTube, but it's not really... And not a lot of it is what you would consider traditional shows. Mm -hmm. They're just channels of people giving their opinions. Now, there are some... You know, there is some programming that we're enjoying today. I watched the uh, parts two and three of the current Jelly's Marble Run stuff that's going on, <laughs> and it was freaking fantastic. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> round two was they're in these, they're doing these like crazy endurance challenges, right? So this round two was um, uh, the balance beam. So they dropped, they launched four marbles to roll across this like uh, basically this platform that had a bit, uh, measurements on the side. And the platform was only a little bit wider than what four marbles next to each other would be. And it was like, you're the team of marbles, right? You They, they went in teams, so it's not like a race. It's just like four marbles from this team get launched at the same time, and they roll across this balance beam and see how far they get. And if you make it all the way to the end, you get the most points. But the scores for where you fell off, the measurements are all uh, accumulated. And then, like, all the different teams did that, and then whichever team had the most points won, and that was really cool. And then the second one was the long jump, where they had a, a marble, like, all the way up top of this big platform, like this chute, and then they would release it, and the marble would fall down the chute and then get launched into this, like, pit of sand, and whoever <laughs> made it the farthest got the most points. And it's ridiculous, but it's so cool, and the presentation is great with the, the, the commentary and whatnot. Like, it's a real sporting event, and it's... I love it. And the marbles in the stands. 
and the marbles in the stands. Like I follow them on Twitter now, and like <laughs> one of the things that one of the things that he posted on Twitter recently was that like, hey, check it out, we've expanded the stands so more fans can show. Up. <laughs> like it's it's wonderful because it's all it's all tongue in cheek, but it's taken just seriously enough that it's a it, it's it comes off as very professional. I freaking love it. But I mean, that's what happens when you get John like, Oliver money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even think this is the John Oliver stuff yet. Like, I'm not seeing the this week tonight branding on any of it. I think that stuff's still to come. Mm. I think he sponsored like the racing stuff. This yeah. is more like Marble Olympics. Um, <laughs> I don't remember who it's sponsored by, but either way, um, what's it? Uh, as far as like real shows outside of Cobra Kai, like no, it's mostly just like channels that do. You like what you would consider YouTube videos, you know? Like I watch Death Battle, uh, which is um, where the, the this these guys take uh, two fictional characters and see who would win a death battle. Um, they just did Shira versus Wonder Woman, and it was freaking cool. Like, how do they? Uh, how do they illustrate this, or do they discuss it? Or? Yeah, they actually they get them animated oh, and cool. um, from different people too like sometimes they look more like cartoons sometimes it looked like they're in a, in, a, in a like a video game or something which was kind of what this shira one looked like more like it was a a video game style um they've been doing these things for for years and years and years and they researched the hell out of them like i oh got the 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 superman versus goku one was like that kind of their their biggest deal that they did a long time ago, proving who would win in a fight between like based on the fiction, all of the the facts in the fiction in the fiction of what these characters can and can't do, who would win in a fight, Goku versus Superman, and then they animated it. It was freaking amazing, and you know I I I couldn't disagree with the results, even if they didn't make me super happy. So it's a, a but that's that's what's so cool about this is that they uh they they go through all of the uh. They really, really do their research on this stuff. Like they really put the work in on figuring out what these characters can and can't do, no matter how absurd it is. So when you're watching the uh, Wonder Woman versus She-Ra episode, they're going into like all this crazy shit She-Ra did on the old cartoon of like, and she kicked this planet out of the way. So if she was able to do that, that means that the impact of her kick is capable of this much force. And like, man, it's, it's so nuts. And then they put pit that kind of power against, well, what kind of ridiculous shit have we seen Wonder Woman do? And this is how much she can do and why she can do that. And it's, it's nuts. It's, I definitely recommend watching that show if you're a nerd like me. That's awesome. And that's um, and that's but, like yeah. and that is a show like yeah they're putting effort and production value into it and like just because it's not on NBC CBS or whatever it's still a show but it has it changed is, yeah. the way that we define television in this country and well in the world really um, and I think that's part of the reason why I found this so interesting because I don't consciously think about the way that I consume my media very often. Um, and now that I am a content creator myself, I'm becoming more aware of it. But I just thought it was fascinating, especially because they reference like how it used to be an extension of show business. And now it's like people in regular life and it changes. I think like people's level of acceptance for things, too. You know, it doesn't have to be a specific body type or look or whatever. You can be a regular, quote unquote, regular person. And you can still find a place where people 
want to watch you on the internet. What I thought was neat about that article is they were talking about advertisements on YouTube mm. and how a huge percentage of the advertisements on YouTube were for television shows. Yeah. <clears throat> like I thought like that's they know that people are watching YouTube, but yeah. hey, while you're watching YouTube, please watch our show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You remember like scheduled TV content no. where we tell you what <laughs> no. to watch what? and like, <laughs> Z is just like no. <laughs> you have to watch all these commercials, like you have to watch them. Well, YouTube is making is forcing you to watch commercials nowadays too. Oh yeah. It used to be, you know, oh, first yeah. four seconds and then you could skip the advertisement. No. Not anymore. No, now it's 15 second ads in the middle of your video content. Fuck you if you want to skip. So speaking of live TV and ads that you can't skip, I did watch one other thing this week that I forgot to bring up, which is that I sat with the kids and tried to get them to watch the (laughs) CNN town hall with Sesame Street on racism. Wow. How did that go? I tried. it did not go well. Was it the se- was it Sesame Street being too preachy for the kids or what? No, it was not. It was, you know, billed as this thing that families can watch together so that parents have a way to discuss this difficult topic with their kids and help them understand what's going on and why people are protesting and what mm-hmm. what the hell is the deal. Um, and I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old, and one, some people might argue they're too young to understand this. They shouldn't have to deal with this. But I saw some uh, viral tweet that said, you know, black children do not get the luxury of not understanding what racism is. And I was like, you know what? That's a very good point. So I'm going to watch this with my kids. Uh, so we sat down in front of CNN and I grabbed them like, I don't know, three or four minutes before it started. And that was clearly too early because then I was like, we're going to watch the Sesame Street thing. And then we sat there for like a bunch of commercials about medication. (laughs) And they were like, what is this? What are we watching? Is this the show? Is this a commercial? And I'm like, it's a commercial. I'm sorry. There's a lot of commercials. Can't skip them. Can't you just skip these? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) There doesn't have that function. And then they bring out like this started with a conversation like a um like a video chat conversation between Elmo and his dad where they outlined the basics of what's going on and Elmo asked questions and the dad answered them in a very kid-friendly way and then they brought into the Zoom call these two anchors CNN anchors who were like oh these are our friends and they're going to help us understand this more and from there the CNN anchors kind of took the reins and they brought in like um experts from different um, fields to address topics and they played clips of you know kids that had sent in questions or parents that had sent in questions and from that point like the only involvement of the Sesame Street characters was to say like my friend you know whoever has this question and then they'd play the question the, the clip of the kid asking the question and then they'd have the expert answer the question so this is like the format that they Oh, chose for no, this. you need more Muppet action. I had two little kids sitting here like, this is boring. Uh, when is this over? Why do we have to watch this? I don't get it. And like, I had been pretty upset about, you know, the all the, um, you know, all the, all the, 
not Earth. <laughs> yes, Earth. I'm not upset that people are protesting. I feel it's right that people are protesting. I'm upset that people have to protest. I'm upset that this is still going on and mm-hmm. that it is so widespread and so, like, apparently accepted in so many police departments that this kind of thing happens all the time it was very upsetting to me and so when the when i was like what can i do as a white person who has all this privilege well you can educate yourself you can educate your kids okay that's what i'm gonna do hey cnn and sesame street has this like nice easy way because i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like (laughs) as a parent i don't know how to like address this topic with my children thank you sesame street except not thank you because like you guys know how to make programming for children that they're going to be interested in. And this was not that. This was not it. It was watching CNN. Yeah, it sounds like they snuck in CNN. (laughs) I was was out there doing yard work, and I came back in, like, hey, what's going on with this? uh, When does it start? And she was like, this is it. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is nine talking heads on CNN. And then, like, a Muppet showed up for four seconds saying, like, Let's talk to this person. And then it was just more talking heads. Like, we're just watching CNN. This is, what, what is this bullshit? This is, this is for guess, kids. I guess it was more a failing of advertising than it was of the programming. Because I feel like if you had older kids who could understand a little bit. But at that point, like, don't use Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame yeah, Street's for preschoolers. Like, the Sesame Street if your target, was wasted. If your target is to talk to kids who are like six and under, then you're programming is wrong and if your target is to talk to kids who are a little older than that then what are you doing with sesame street and like used i don't know nick jr whatever i don't know something do something different it was a good effort i appreciated that they tried but it was clearly put to i feel like it was put together quickly and people there was not enough consideration for like execution yeah it sounds like a failed execution well, if yeah. you are looking, and if any other listeners are looking for tools, um, I, because I work in a classroom setting from time to time, wanted to mentally prepare myself for the conversations that may start to come up moving forward, because I typically work in a neighborhood that is a lower income community, and we have a like every kind of kid you can imagine, from rich to poor, and every color, and... Um, there is a website called tolerance.org and they have a teaching tolerance toolkit that is called what is white privilege really and it has um, a basic explanation about what white privilege is how to recognize it uh, when to speak uh, things you should do and then it has exercises so there's actually like activities there's videos where you watch uh, like you watch a video and then after you watch, you answer questions, and in a group, you discuss, like, they have prompts, like question prompts that you do, and then you watch another video, and then you do the same thing. So it's a lot of, like, learning and then critical thinking and analysis and how to have, like, topics of dis- uh, conversation, and it's, like, deconstructed. Now, I don't know, as far as, like, really young kids go, I'm not exactly sure if this is something that is applicable to them. But I think that it may give you more vocabulary or ability to process that information in a way that you could better explain it from mother to child or parent to child. So, well, thank you. I appreciate that tip. Yeah. I will say that um, that my six-year-old did 
I, I mean, we turned it off halfway through because they were both like just restless and not paying attention anyway. And, and my no amount of my disciplining them was going to get them to pay more attention to this. So I just gave up um, and I got upset. And then they came and found me and apologized for not, you know, for not doing what I wanted them to do, which in the, you know, hindsight was unreasonable of me to expect them to be able to pay attention to this thing. But uh, so then we had a little talk and my son didn't did pick up on the basics Good. of the situation. And my daughter did not. But tonight we were coloring a Dora a coloring book. And so we talked about, you know, people who look different. So Aww. we're trying and <laughs> maybe we'll watch some Dora and, you know, have some subtle conversations about people who look different and how that that makes everybody great because it's great to have so many different people in the world mm-hmm. anyway mm. speaking of how there are lots of different people in the world and that's great jk rowling is a piece <laughs> of trash and daniel radcliffe <laughs> is amazing sorry <laughs> hey i could do segues too <laughs> i mean i know chris is the segue master but I got I got jokes. I got things. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um doesn't really have much Seal to do with T V, but JK Rowling made some more terrible transphobic remarks on Twitter and Daniel Radcliffe was like, Nope. Nope. Trans women are women, trans men are men. Shut the fuck up, JK. Yeah, I just I thought that that was important content because for people who do associate with the movies or the books, please associate more with the books. I'm sorry that's not TV, but get over it. Um the you know, they like his message and his interviews were very much like, "Hey, this is still important and if you connected to the material, the material is what matters." And it just tied into everything else we've been discussing today where I I am a person who if I find content that I like, if someone associated with, even if it is the creator of that content, turns out to be a total piece of trash, that content still has meaning to me and it still has impact. And I don't want that to be lessened because bad people can create great things. And if that yeah. great thing does something good in in the world, I don't want that to go away. Unfortunately, and we were talking about this last week with the SpaceX launch, like, unfortunately, a lot of the great geniuses are giant assholes. But, you know, being able to separate the the content from the creator, you know, can can be vital to maintaining the value of that content. Yes. I have. I've reached. And as. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, I've just reached a point where when it comes to content, it's not. It's not always, I don't want to say black and white now because there's so much controversy, but it is, to me, there are gray areas. Mm -hmm. This was one of them. And speaking of wonderful content, uh, the cast of Schitt's Creek Mm -hmm. appeared in the YouTube uh, graduation special that aired over the weekend. Um, I have a question about this image. Yes. Why is Mariah Carey in the middle? Because you didn't have a chance to watch it because I posted it super late. Yes, you did. (laughs) But um, the cast came on and they made in character and they made, you know, the the main four made a, you know, lovely 
speech to the teachers and saying what the great job they did over the past couple of months. And then they brought in some of the more of the cast members and sang Mariah Carey's Hero. Oh, okay. And in towards the end of the video, not to spoil it, but we're a spoilery show, mm-hmm. uh, Mariah Carey herself popped into the call and sang along with the cast. And David just about died. And so did I, because it was hysterical. Her window is like four times the size of anybody else's window. She's Mariah Carey. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So that was great. It was just super cute. And if you didn't see it, you should. I saw it in like all over my feed yesterday. And I was like, oh, Schitt's Creek did something. That's cute. And I kept seeing it, kept seeing it, kept seeing it. I was like, I don't have time to watch this right now. I finally took the six minutes to watch (laughs) and I was like, you know what? This is adorable. It was mainly um, the character Patrick and uh, Twyla singing the song. And like the rest of the cast were just doing the ooh, (laughs) backup singing. But it, it was still very cute. Nice. Yes. So I think that wraps it up for our news and our TV for the week, unless anybody else has anything. Nope. Nope. All right. Let's take a quick break and come back to talk about Marvel's Agent Carter. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Welcome back. We are here to talk about Marvel's Agent Carter, which debuted on ABC in 2015, ran for two seasons of a total of 18 episodes before it was tragically canceled. <laughs> I yeah, I discussed bullshit. this uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was doing my rewatch about how tragic the friggin end of that show is anyway uh it deals with peggy's post-war life working for the ssr in new york uh where she is widely disregarded by her male counterparts but she stays because of her strong sense of duty uh she in season one is working from the inside to clear howard stark's name from suspicion uh by the ssr of selling his weapons to foreign enemies Immediately prior to this episode, Howard has betrayed Peggy, uh, having sent her to on a mission to retrieve uh, an, a device that was stolen from him and recovered by the SSR that turns out to have contained uh, the last vial of Captain America's blood. So she's pissed at him. This episode deals with an SSR mission to Europe to track down a lead, which could either prove Howard innocent or guilty. Um, I chose this episode. I mean, the whole fucking show is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I chose this episode because it does such a great job of highlighting the, uh, the abhorrent sexism of the era and the SSR's criminal undervaluing of Peggy in contrast with her extreme competence in the field and how um, how much her wartime colleagues uh, like deeply f- respect her and it's well-earned from them. Uh, in short, Peggy's a badass, Jack is an idiot, and Dum Dum Dugan is the best. <laughs> what did you guys think? <laughs> yeah, that was the best way to sum it up ever. <laughs> yeah, how did you guys like it? I mean, have you, have you been back to this before? So I, I will say out of context, it was really weird going back into the show on this episode because there were so many things going on that I'm like, oh man, I like only vaguely remember why this is important. And like this, the photos where she's in the wig and she's in the dress, like I couldn't remember mm-hmm. what she was doing when she was wearing that. And I just remember like little things like not, not. You know the uh, what's what's that guy's name? Chad Michael Murray. What is it? I can't remember. Jack. 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 Yeah. yeah. So he like his character. I remember him being such a dick to her in every other episode, and you get a little bit of that in this one. But then he has this complete like turnaround where he opens up and confesses something so incredibly personal to her, and he's never told anyone else that story. Um, and actually, his turn starts right when their boss you know, accuses him of having a crush on her. And that's <laughs> when he st- it starts lessening that male chauvinism. That And it just, I like him as an actor. I think he's, he's all right because I was a, I've watched every episode of One Trail Hill. Um, <laughs> but the highlight of, like, seeing how the other male characters in this show treat her, like, Dum Dum Dugan and all of those guys, like he Jack is barely a blip on their radar, and she's the bee's knees, if you will, man. Like when <laughs> they show up, and and it's she's the bell of the ball, if you will. And it was great to see that that those those two different characters competing for her attention, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. I it, this this episode it and it, you didn't really need for the for the actual like chunk of the main episode you didn't need to know what was going on before or after um what's the 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 guy that stayed home oh Daniel, Daniel? is it Daniel Souza yeah Daniel Souza he uh like you needed to have a little bit more information for what he was dealing with but. Like the rest of the episode is them wandering through the woods, fighting people and getting and saving lives. Like that was kicking ass, kicking ass, and not even kicking taking names. Kicked. So it's it was a great, great episode. Kicking ass, getting stabbed by little girls. Oh my god, that was that so crazy! Monster, it's like a little spider monkey jumping around all over the place. Little monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't stab Deb Dum Dum Dugan. Not not on my watch. Um. <laughs> He yeah, was going to just... kill her with a grenade. The <laughs> <laughs> oh man does not fuck around. <laughs> like, he wasn't going to shoot her. He was going to blow her the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like this This episode is a like a shining... I, don't, I, hate to, I hesitate to say shining, but it's a, a really 
decent example of like just what life was like for women in that era. But like the whole show is just full of that shit and you watch it now and you're just like, oh, oh, and having watched it in 2015 when it was on, it was like it was bad then. So much shit has happened for women in the last five years that makes it even worse. This was like before all of the Me Too. Yeah, exactly. And so now you're like, oh, God, no, this was really, really, really bad. And the fact that they, she was not going to get to go on this mission except that she could pull the, the Howling Commando card. Yeah, she knew is, people. Oh, and like, and then she gets there and saves fucking everyone's ass. Yeah. Just everyone. Thompson's crying in a corner. <laughs> literally. He was literally <sighs> crying in the corner. Ugh, gross. And, but then, you know, she was the, the, the bigger person, you know, and I, I don't, treated him with respect and dignity, and she, like, the, there's a corner turned by the end of the episode, which is, I, I guess, some sort of redemption for him and his I character. mean, you guys know me, you know I'm a Cap girl, like, forever, uh, yeah. and I stand Cap and Peggy, um, I'm sorry to the, the Cap and buggy shippers um but um (laughs) i liked this show from the beginning obviously but this really cemented to me that not only do i just like peggy because she's a part of cap's story but i like peggy because of who she is and her and her character is like this i i i want to be peggy carter when i grow up like (laughs) amen sister me too yeah I think it's interesting, though, because, like, you talk about, you know, this is before me, too. This I can't believe this behavior, et cetera, et cetera. But I just remember, like, when even the first time I watched the show, being able to be like, wow, I recognize that that behavior is so shitty. And, wow, like, this chauvinism super duper sucks. And I'm fortunate because I don't feel like I really have had to deal with a lot of that in my life here and there from older people who like came from that time period um mm-hmm. i I'll, I'll still see it but i don't feel like i'm growing up in a world where that exists in the same way which is also well i mean i should say i've grown up because i'm still i'm an adult now mostly um <laughs> <laughs> but then also being able to look at this woman playing the role that she plays in this show and, and facing the challenges she faces and i still feel that she's not only relatable she's admirable and like you said like you want to be her when you grow up right i feel the same way you know she's confident she's intelligent she's and that's the other thing yeah she's goddamn gorgeous um Mm-hmm. But there are so many. I wasn't gonna say it, but I wholeheartedly agree. Oh my god, she really is. She's just. Oh. And can we just t- pause for a second and appreciate that her body is like human? Yeah. 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 She's. Uh... She. Yeah. She's, she's not a, a normal. She's, she's a, a whole normal, lot of hotness. She's a normal sized woman. woman. Yeah. yeah. And she is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But like there are so many aspects of her like when she's going off on Jarvis and she just like lays into him about Tony the way or not Tony Howard Howard <laughs> sorry yeah I was like wait a second <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when she just like rips him a new one the way that she presents herself her her articulation her confidence her absolute resolute 
you will not change my mind. Like, I know that it's kind of a self-righteous behavior that she has, and I'm, but it's just the fact that she's not afraid to back down from the things that she believes in and the things that she knows to be right. And when she gets an opinion, like, I love strong female characters like that where they will, you know, he tries to say, make an argument for Howard and, and she's just like, no, like, he he wronged me. This is how I feel. I just loved that intensity that she had where she was like, you're not just going to sit here and change my mind. Um, and I, I actually see it as kind of a character flaw at times, but it's just, it's fun to watch her be that confident because she is also an incredibly capable woman and you do see the way that everybody else respects her and looks at her differently by the end of the episode and i mean everybody like even when yeah. she comes back to the ssr so absolutely yeah it just um, speaks to to the quality of her character which i think is like i cannot express enough how much i love it it's quite a thing to be captain america's moral compass yeah Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think that point ever gets enough attention whenever we're discussing this character. Like, he is as good as he is because of her. Like, he was a good person to start with, but like, she made him better for sure. Mm-hmm. She made him realize who he could be. Exactly. And and it's a shame that there hasn't been more done with that character. <clears throat> like the amount of attention that is brought to Captain America in the MCU in comparison to his moral compass is 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 a shame. That she got what, two seasons, right? Two yeah. seasons, 18 episodes and the, the fucker was not brought back and like had set up for a third season in a really interesting way. And and, and they that did is use a shame. her in a couple more of the movies like whenever they could fit her in, they did. Um you that was more really... fan service than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, there is. I feel like you can't really blame the studio so much for this because, like, I mean, ABC gave this show, you know, the shot. Like, it was its ratings did not warrant it getting renewed in the first place, and they were like, "Fuck it, we like this show. Um, we're going <laughs> to give it another shot to to get the ratings that it that it needs to survive." And unfortunately, it couldn't do it. But like. Yeah. You know, they when when old Peggy, uh, they show uh, the beginning of Ant Man when uh, Shield is effectively still being in, in its in its youth, and you know, older Peggy is there, and Haley Otwell is always willing to to reprise this character. And honestly, who the fuck wouldn't be right? She's great, and I, yes, I would have loved to see a whole lot more of uh, Peggy Carter. And honestly, I want to see. There just needs to be some sort of show, series, movie, whatever, of Cap returning the uh, Infinity uh, Stones and hanging out with Peggy. Like, I want to see the whole time travel and Cap putting everything back in in time and spending time with Peggy. I want to see that. I want to see that desperately. No, I It makes me wonder. Yeah, I, I saw that proposed, I think, somewhere. Facebook or Twitter or something where it was like, yes, this needs to be a limited series of, on Disney Plus and the f- finale needs to be their reunion. But it makes me wonder what would have become the, of this show if it had been created in the era of Disney Plus. Yeah. And yeah, I feel what like would have done better? 
Yeah. And like, this was in the death era time of, like, before streaming had gotten as huge as it is, mm -hmm. and it was still reliant on, like, network and renewals and ratings and that kind of thing, which, I mean, obviously still exists, but isn't as big a deal these days. I, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is running its last season now, and... That I mean, that, the fact that that show is so bananas, like I'm shocked Agent that that Carter. is still on the sh on the air. Yeah, me too. Like, and 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 Shield started before Agent Carter. Yeah, it just somehow made it. And Agent Carter is as much as I love Shield. Carter was a better show, mm -hmm. but I mean, it's it's a it was a period piece. It was wasn't. And it wasn't lots of super cool superheroes and superpowers and stuff. It was, and it wasn't tied to the MCU like Agents of Shield is. Yeah. I think that's what I loved about it. All the things that you just said, Chris, were the things that I <laughs> that I enjoyed most about it. It was right? its own when thing. We got to see Jarvis at the end. What was the last one? Uh, oh, not he's Endgame. So good. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Endgame, and Jarvis shows up, and like uh, it was wonderful. I love that that ties it into the MCU, and it, it did. Dum Dum Dugan, you know, like they they tied it into the Captain America movie because that's really all they could tie it into. Right. Although they did, you know, this whole stuff we were talking about with the the little girls—that's all Black Widow Black stuff. stuff. Mm -hmm. Which and and mm -hmm. us being comic book people may know that when the Black Widow movie comes out, maybe you'll know that. But to the average watcher, they don't know that that's tied. That's that that's canon in someone's story somewhere. Mm -hmm. They don't. That's not known. So. It's a shame. It's, yeah. it's had such potential. It, it did. And even if it had just gotten one more season, it just deserved to really wrap itself up. Deserved to end properly. Lord. Well, we love this show, and you should love it too. And if you have never watched it, go do that now. There's yeah, only 18 on of them. Plus. It's not like it's hard. Um, it's yeah, it's on Disney+. On. Plus. It is at least it is not one of those shows that has fallen into obscurity and and sad disrepair. It is unfortunately on Disney Plus right next to um fucking Inhumans. Which I still haven't seen. Yeah, it's like live I still action can't shows. Bring myself to to watch Inhumans. It just looks so bad. How do you drive past that car accident and not stare at it? <laughs> I'll stare at like the trailer for it and be like, "Wow, this is real," but I'm not gonna sit and actually actively dedicate the literal hours it would take to watch that fucking show. <laughs> and it is by that is by the only way the the only way that those two shows should be associated. Yes, these are both live action shows that exist in the Marvel universe. And they have to be next to each other on the, the the menu screen for Disney Plus, but that's it. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think they consider Inhumans canon anymore, because I mean, what's it? A lot of Shield isn't necessarily considered canon anymore. I didn't um, even was it ever really canon? Oh yeah, it was when it started. The first couple of seasons were like, no, this is the shit that's going on. Like where they had the episode with Valkyrie in it and stuff. Like this was. 100% tied to it, and then it just kind of started segueing a little bit, especially around the whole Inhumans thing. Okay. And like, okay, now we've got 
hundreds of people across the globe with superpowers and we're not even going to mention it oh, in the movies like right. yeah, okay but then that. they tied it back in around infinity war like oh shit thanos showed up on earth i gotta go help but <laughs> but like they didn't really address all the other this inhuman stuff like they changed the world like society on a very basic level and they just kind of swept it under the rug after it kind of went away like okay well, yeah, on that you know, on that note, it was a genetic learned. level that they altered society, and it was just like yeah, this it was completely nuts, and then it just kind of like stopped being a thing. Yep. Well, they fixed because it. Because it was in a, a cave, terrible idea, they? or something like that. There was something. There was a mist. Remember, of some there's sort. always a cave. <laughs> yeah, and like remember, they were really trying to shove the Inhumans down our throats for a while there. <laughs> Yes. That was the whole thing. It was in the comics and it was on the TV show. Like Marvel wanted the Inhumans to be a fucking thing. I remember yeah. like, you and I had right. a problem with that. We can't we can't do X-Men the way we want to, but these characters are like right? These guys are just as good as the X-Men. No, they're fucking not. Inhumans they're not mutants, and they're never gonna be. You just can't make that happen. I'm pretty sure one of the titles of our episode was, yeah, that was shoving an the inhumans down our throat. <laughs> uh-huh. that's what they were doing good stuff alright well with that said let's move on to our spiel Christopher good evening and welcome to- nope that's not it <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking you can get in touch with us at mailingeekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit you can like us on Facebook at Geekade find us on Instagram at Geekade subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twebcast you can also find us individually on Twitter I'm at Geekade Chris that's Geekade K-R-I-S Karen where can people find you shoot underscore the underscore Underscore Moon. Yeah, Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, where can people find you? Twitch.tv slash LaraCraft13. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Karen. That's me. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it is. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw it back to you, because it's your turn, and I hope you're prepared. Oh no, I'm not prepared in the least. Oh good. Uh is is it it's it's my turn, huh? Yes it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I literally just went back in my notes to make sure because I got a little chest problem. Like I was like, oh <laughs> shit, did I forget? I mean I we have had a week here at the house and the world has had a whole last week, so it's <laughs> not as if we can blame you. There's lots of things going on. Our our kids are finishing up their their homeschool year and I it's... love the way you're stalling for him. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is what married people do. I Evan. You might need to get used to it. Stretch it out, get a longer. Like <laughs> looking at him scrolling through his phone. I, I have a list somewhere. I just gotta find it. Like, oh. what, are, what are my? Okay, you know what? Fuck this noise. I know what we're doing. We're gonna do the Simpsons. Because The Simpsons was just uh, finally put into the uh, right aspect ratio. I don't think we've done this episode before, because I think the only Simpsons episodes we've done are Treehouse of, Horror Tree of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Give me a second to get the actual episode number. 
Okay, we are going to do The Simpsons, Season 8, Episode 2, You Only Move Twice. All right. Classic Simpsons episode. Kids, ask your parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for us here at this week's episode. I'm Karen. I'm Evan. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, I'm Angie. (laughs) I'm Agent Carter. (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.